Time for this. It's Bruins Thursday on WEEI. That's the reason Boston fans get skittish. And it's time for the most feared hockey analyst in America. That's good hamburger, but it's not steak. Former Beast defenseman and head coach Mike Melberry. They're a freaking mess. You make a comment about the great one and not be 100% positive. I, was, okay. I, I needed a cup of coffee, to be honest with you. Right now on the Craig Hill Morning Show. Mike Milbury joins us this morning on the Harbor One Hotline on a Bruins Thursday. Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Question came up moments ago, whether or not... Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. I got to tell you, I just caught the the end of your discussion about the, the Patriots. I was in Miami for their game against the Dolphins, and they looked like they're a hot mess. Um, there were more huddles on the on the sidelines. There was Belichick and the defensive core. There was it was they looked like a, a team that was frustrated, that was not ready to to move on in any positive direction. Now I know it's the playoffs and they played the Bills three times, and so Belichick could make a difference in this. But I, I got to tell you, watching the. You know, watching the sidelines as much as I watched the action, and that was kind of disappointing. It was a really frustrating game to watch. Um, I'm telling you that the the emotional state that that team is in right now, you know, until unless they turn it around this week and they've got a great coach who can do that, they look like they were ready to go absolutely nowhere. Huh. That's my that's my latest impression for you. Wiggy, Wiggy that's been, a good that's a good Wiggy, assessment. Wiggy mm-hmm. has been talking about that. Yeah. The mental state of this team heading into this game, and the and the confidence level. No, we're both hockey players, so <laughs> mentally we think alike. Yes, you and Mike. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. I'm a Bear League MVP, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hockey time, my name's on the wall. All right, now when you look, Mike, you look at this Bruins team. Has your uh, opinion changed at all? They they're on a bit of a roll, and I know you were down on them for a while. Has your opinion uh, changed at all when it comes to this Bruins team? You know, it, it's funny. I mean. The game humbles everybody, whether it's the people that play it, the people that coach it, or the people that watch it. But obviously, you have to change your opinion when they come out of the break and they they change things up by changing the lines. Um, and now we start to get secondary scoring, uh, and we get everything heading in the right direction. I mean, it looks it looks like they're in a pretty good place. Plus, the fact that the teams below them are not really threatened. It's not like the Western Conference when you see maybe 12 teams that could could make the playoffs. In the Eastern Conference, it doesn't look like there's more than eight or nine that really have legitimate claims to be playoff contenders. So they're they're definitely in a better place. And, and now they toss the curveball with Tuka Rask, and that's a good thing to have a good goaltender come into the picture. Um, does it do anything to them in the locker room? I doubt it because Tuka's been been there knows most of the people that are there despite the fact that there's a bunch of new people but you know the, the only thing that comes out of this little little switch is uh poor jeremy swayman I mean, we we've been talking about this for a while and i, I didn't realize and that we didn't even consider the fact that that omar has a no movement clause for the, right. two, the next two years and 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 then he's got limited movement after that uh, i hadn't even considered that as a possibility but you know, if you're Jeremy Swayman, you got to be like incredibly disappointed. You know, I, I'm just going to tell you a quick story. I was 
in my second year, and I had been in the minor leagues the first year, and I, I thought I made the team the second year. I'm at the end of training camp, and Don Cherry called me in the office, and he said, you know, Mike, I, we want you to get a place. You've made the team. And of course, I'm you know, like I'm ecstatic. I'm, I'm over the moon. The next day, I get a call to, to meet him in the office, and Harry Sinden is there. And Harry says, well, Mike, we're sending you to Rochester. Sorry. <laughs> Forget about that place you were going to get. And I was crushed. And I, I imagine Swayman's the same way. He can't – how does he make the team? If they re-sign Rask, there's no way he can make the team and for another year and a half. I mean, it's a bizarre position for the, the franchise's future goaltender. And it's it'll be interesting to watch – what happens to him over the next little while. So Don Sweeney must have expected there was almost zero chance that Tuca would come back in order to do that deal with a no movement clause. <laughs> you know, I, I don't have that answer, but it's all been a little bit odd and, and not really very well planned out in my opinion. Um, He'll have to suffer the consequences, but the consequences of getting a good goaltender into the mix at this stage of the season for for the team presently is not bad. For the future and for the future of Jeremy Swayman, it's really going to be a challenge. So, Mike, with that being said, you know, is there any chance? Because if you're if you're part of that Bruins front office, you got to say we need help, and the trade deadline is going to be coming up. So does now Swayman become a chip that you might be able to look at and go, all right, we're kind of hitching our wagon to Tuca and Omak for the next couple of years. Let's try to trade Swayman and see what we can get back in return. Given the circumstances, I mean, first of all, you, you need to have a good goaltender. I mean, he covers a lot of mistakes, but if if this kid – is not going to be available to the Bruins for the next year and a half. I'd have to say, yeah, you got to you got to take a look at it. If somebody wants to try to give us a really good chip or a really good prospect, then you know maybe you take a look at it. But it's such a bizarre turn of events here. I mean, it's it's really I haven't seen anything quite like this in a long time. But you don't want to give up. It's a blue chip prospect. He's a potential number one goaltender for the next. 10, 12 years. So I'm not giving him away, but given the circumstances and given where we've twisted his brain around, I think maybe you have to think about it. Mike, goaltending aside, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the the, the quotes out of the Czech Republic of Krejci uh, on Bruce Cassidy and his his movement of pasta. And he's he's kind of criticizing him in, in, in the quotes, saying that he never did that when, when he was here. Somebody should tell tell David Krejci to shut the fudge up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, right. does, does he? Well, Mike, I, let, let, let's look at this because you and I were ahead of the curve once again because we said it's time to figure out something with these lines. Did so, you both flatten the curve? Because uh, we've been waiting for somebody to flatten the curve yes, for a that, couple that, of years now. Yeah. That, yes. Okay. That takes a right. couple of weeks. Okay. We had said, you know, move the lines. So now as Cassidy, when you look at the production that you're getting from both your first line and your second line, is he stuck to this? Is there any chance, like, if the first line is not playing well, 
that he can move past the backup, or is this now how it should be, which I think it should be? These should be your lines moving forward. Well, as long as it goes like this, why would he change anything? And by the way, speaking of shut the fudge up, he, he's not talking about people publicly anymore, is he? You don't hear him no. yelling at mm. or screaming. And I know things are going better, so there's not much to complain about. But anyway, things have changed for the Bruins all in all. And he can always go back to the top line, certainly in situational play. If they're down by a couple goals and it's late in the third period, change it up. Change change can work for a coach. It can, it can rattle people's brains. And in this case, it seems to have been awfully successful. So... I don't think he has to be married to anything. I don't think any coach should be married to anything, only married to something that works. Hey, Mike, on the uh, TNT uh, crew last night, they were speculating a trade for a defenseman at the deadline. I don't know if you know much about Jacob Chicken with Arizona or John Klingberg's name came up, but in, in general, is that the right approach? Do they need a physical defenseman uh, to fill out this group? I, I think that would be something that I would target. I think something along those lines, and uh, I'm not – I'm not sold on their back three uh, on the blue line, or at least the, the last two. So I think in a physical presence could should should be helpful. I mean, look at the Rangers. They picked up Ryan Reeves, and what a difference he's made in terms of attitude, in terms of approach by that, that club. I know fighting's not a big part of it, but there's some sort of swagger that comes with a, a player that's totally unafraid, and the Bruins could use that on the blue line. All right, Mike. What what happens, by the way, if Tuca comes back and doesn't play as well as expected for an extended period of time? Well, I don't have my crystal ball, but I think they're going to give him plenty of opportunity to get his his feel back. And uh, I don't I don't see them recalling Swayman anytime soon. I think they've they've picked a horse and they're going to ride it. And you think they ride in this this horse because they feel like it's more than just this half a year with Tuca. Like they well, have ex- there's a couple of years. Yeah, like their expectations, and and he was on our show before and talked about he wanted to play a couple more years. So you think them bringing him back is like, all right, Tuca's going to be around for the next, you know, two, uh, two or three years. You know what? I he's not that old, and uh, and they obviously have enough respect for him to bring him back in this situation and jeopardize the the future of their number one prospect and goal. So I would think that they'd probably thinking that it's more than a, you know, a short-term contract. Uh, all the money uh, issues change at the end of the season. So there'll be more room for, for contract flexibility. And uh, the loser in all this is Jeremy Swayman. All right, Mike, thanks for being on. I assume based on your early uh, comment, you may be picking against the Patriots Saturday. Can we assume that? Well, I can never pick against them because I've been so uh, I've been so involved emotionally with them since I was uh, I don't know a little kid. Uh, I, I can never bet against them, and I'm hoping for, you know, a Belichick miracle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike Milbury, we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.